Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hi, Catherine. Merry Christmas. Hi, Gail. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is our last Get Real Talk of 2020, and here we are again. And it's it's a good idea at the end of the year that we do some reflecting and, and uh, maybe reflect on our podcast and reflect on where we've come personally in this year. So, um, you know, when we started our podcast in June of, of 2019, I, uh, I, you know, it was just a dream. It was really just a dream. I, I, never, I never thought it would take us where it has taken us. And uh, look at us. We're the active voice of aging. That's right. Aging reimagined. Aging reimagined. And we're aging right along with our podcast. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I remember that we started recording at DePaul University in the green room that you got for it because you were working there. And I would I would walk from my home and, and schlep along my my uh, computer and all the cords, hoping I didn't forget anything. And then uh, and you would bring down the microphone, and and we did that from what from June until March, March. right? And <laughs> I remember too, we 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 prayed each time that the recording would work, that we'd be able to find it afterwards. Right. It's it's just so hard to believe how far that we have actually come. Well, you've become the technology guru of. Uh, women over 70. So I salute you. <laughs> yes, well, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought that if you had seen me doing my workshop. Day, but yeah, I have come far. It's true. And then, um, then what happened? COVID hit. Uh, February, March of 2020, early in this year, really hard to believe where, how, where we were and where we are now in terms of that. And and uh, I, I remember we asked ourselves, how, how are we going to keep interviewing when we knew we couldn't stay at DePaul anymore? How are we going to keep interviewing? And then we realized that we, we, uh, we've been interviewing on Zoom right along. <laughs> right. We didn't have to be sitting next to each other, nudging each other or giving each other the look that said, it's my turn to talk. Um, you know, we did have some practice because our, some of our early episodes guests were, uh, I was in California in a hotel room with a guest and you were in Chicago. And yeah. yeah, so we did. And that was really challenging because we didn't, we, we weren't quite sure what we were doing anyway. And then to have <laughs> those complications, but it, it worked. So uh, I think, you know, it works, it works well to be in our homes. And we hope, I hope my dogs aren't barking too much or whining for treats and yeah we probably will never go back to the green room probably not it's probably it's, not yeah <clears throat> since you retired so you're That's still right. working there i am i still can get access if they open ever open the building again yes when they open the building again 
Yeah. And uh, the, the good news was that people were downloading episodes. They were actually listening and our community was growing. Our Facebook group, uh, Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined was growing. And yeah, we realized we could do this and so much more. Right. So, you know, many of our, our um, guests and, and women who join us on the Women Over 70 Gathering have said that during this, especially during the time of this pandemic, that being connected with other women has been a one of several of them have said a real lifesaver. Um, so I think that notion that I hope I, that this continues when uh, the pandemic lifts and we're out and about that we will all remember the importance of staying connected with the, you know with each other. And one of the ways that we, um, but I, I think we're both really excited about the podcast discussion club. Oh yes. Yes. Because we just these the the ep, each episode is so rich and revealing and without how are how can we get in more have deeper conversations with each other and we so the podcast discussion club is a um, we have the eight, eight eight categories of episodes and so each time the the group selects a category and then you and I select three. Uh, episodes that people listen to ahead of time. And then we have these really deep conversations about what stood out for us and how we connect with that person and the themes. And so that's, those are um, conversations that really stick with me. Here's a test. Can we name all of the categories? I'll start. (laughs) It's easy. I'll I'll start. (laughs) Spirituality and healing, reinvention, Health and wellness, play, social activism, creative expression. Did I say social service? No. Social service and enhancing career. You did it. (laughs) No cheat sheet. No cheat sheet, right. We've come pretty well to to learn. Right. And, And the fact is that we could be dividing our guests into so many more categories. Yes. So that's one yes. of the things we're struggling with is how to make it easy for people to find the episodes they want to listen to now that we've done our 85th episode. 85th. Yeah. So we do have the playlist uh, that people can uh, go on our website and subscribe for free to the playlist. And then um, so the episodes are organized by category recognizing as you just said that our you know people are complex so no one is just one category so we've we just had to make a choice right right yeah 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 and um and so what else are we doing Catherine we're we're doing what about our advocates yes i i think um so of course we have the weekly podcast with women interviewing women between 70 and 100 plus. And then once a month, we ha- we have an interview with someone who is a, we call advocate for, for women aging. So it could, someone who has got a particular uh, area of expertise connected with uh, aging and women. And, and I think now we're starting to think about, um, there's maybe two groups of advocates. I'll tr- we'll try this out. The, um, those who are who have a particular subject, like a subject matter expert, gerontology or friendship, and then there are others who are have um, are, are really promoting social change. 
um, combating ageism and sexism. And so it's the social action connected with aging. Right, right. Yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll see more uh, clarity around that this coming year. Right. I look forward to that. I really do. Yeah. And um, it, it is, it's so rewarding to me that so many of our guests want to get together uh, after they have been interviewed and and want to stay connected and be a community. And, you know, the Zoom gatherings where they come, the guests, some of the guests come and, and then uh, women from from all ages, really. Right. Most, mostly older women, but not necessarily 70 yet. Right. We've had some 60 in their 60s, yes, joining us. Yeah. We actually had a woman in her 30s come to one of them. That's right. 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 You know, and Gail, you're really, I'm sorry, did you want to add something? You've been really resourceful in the connections you have with women who have other, uh, who are podcasters. And then we've been, through you, we've been invited to be interviewed on their podcast. So I think we've done maybe five so far. Half a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Half a dozen. Mm-hmm. We just did one uh, that this week, uh, Women of Impact. Right. That was Andrea. Yes. Yeah. She's excellent interviewer. They all have been excellent interviewers. Yeah. Melinda Woods, Woodstock from uh, Wings of of Wings of Business, Wings of Business, and she's also the founder of Podopolo. Right. which is the new uh, app that is a platform that our podcast is on. Women over 70 can be accessed through Podopolo. Right. And that's that's going to be an exciting thing because Podopolo is gamifying uh, listening to podcasts and there will well, be a of podcasts on it. A you whole new world for us just when we thought we'd learned everything. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're just beginning we're like we have a little foot in the water right <laughs> little yes yes but what are there eight hundred thousand and other podcasts uh, but everyone we talk to says you know what we're doing our ours is is a niche that there's no one else doing it quite what we're doing so that's we've got a lot of um allies a lot you know people who are promoting at, uh, active aging positive aging uh, but not in quite the way that we're doing it. So we're in good company, mm-hmm. but we're yeah. not in competition, which I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the other thing that we've been doing is making presentations uh, that we originally thought would be in person. And I don't think we've ever done one in person, have we? Not yet. No. Oh. So um, we, we <laughs> converted to uh, the online format. And and so we've been we've done met you know another half dozen of those as well and we've got more coming up so we love speaking with different groups about aspects of aging and women in particular. No, I, I love the topics that we pick, the uh, shifting identities and and um, socialization as you're older, um, self-authoring. You, that's that's your baby. What's what's self-authoring, <laughs> Catherine? Well, it's <laughs> basically uh, determining for yourself who you are and how you want to be, and writing your own script rather than having society tell you what you should be doing. And that's 
a loud and clear message we hear from all of our our guests is at this at this stage in life we get to we get to uh, write on our own slates. That's with with care about other people, of course, but we're we don't we don't need to be told how to be or what to do. No, we have crone wisdom. <laughs> And hopefully we use that wisdom. <laughs> or someone listens to us, right? <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about, um, which I think we're just starting to do, what this whole women over 70 age and reimagined is mean, it means to us at this point, more personally. Mm -hmm. You start. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I just wanted to go back to that one thing we, we mentioned a second ago, and that was about planning. And uh, so many of our guests are realizing the necessity for planning their future. And mm -hmm. that's where the self-authoring comes in, looking ahead to the decades to see exactly where you want to be and how you're going to get there and what are the bridges that you need to build. And I had a very real experience recently with a cousin and his daughter who it's COVID, they couldn't be together. They both live alone. Um, he got ill mm -hmm. and she was not able to really be with him. And so it was a very difficult situation. Yeah. And yeah. what she realized was that he has no plan mm -hmm. for how what's gonna happen to him in an emergency if he needs someone to be with him. And, and uh, you know, and that's, so that's, that's uh, a, a real life lesson to think about how we plan our future, especially when we live alone. Uh, aging True. solo is another whole, whole um, area that we could talk on for hours, but. Sure. Yeah. Um, a colleague, colleague and I just finished uh, co-host, co-facilitating six months uh, a special interest group for the Transition Network, which is a group for women over 50. Uh, and, the, and the subject was uh, aging solo, but they renamed it aging solo together. Mm -hmm. So we live alone, and then how do we create community around us? So that was, that was, that was quite enlightening to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I am, um, you know, I, what you said about your cousin and, her father, I've been, um, my heart hurts right now because of the, certainly the, the widespread suffering of around the, our country and the world. And I can't, I really can't speak to that. I can feel it, but I can't speak to it very well. So I've been thinking a lot about the people in my sphere who've lost, um, spouses and children and some um, passed away from COVID, mm. others um, from other conditions, but no one, people could not be together. Mm -hmm. And some were anticipated, were anticipated and some were very sudden. Mm -hmm. So people are having to, to deal with a real loss, tragic loss in an unprecedented context. You just, where we're supposed to be able to come together and we're not able to do that. And I was reminded, I'm going to see if this works. Um, I was reminded of, now Judith DeVries was our very first yes. um, guest. And if, when she was finishing her graduate program, 
she uh, there's a requirement to do a reflective some reflection and she because it was graduate school of course she had to write something about it but this is a a, a needlepoint that she did that she called heart bruises mm. so you see all the the hearts the different shapes the different um, colors and then this is what intrigues me this there's a needle here and an unfinished thread so that where does the next heart bruise go and what does it look like? Mm. And so this is, um, as I think about the, the loss and um, things that people have had to deal with this, mm. this year, 2020, I was reminded of, of this wonderful gift that Judith gave me then as she finished her, her program. So it's in my home office and I see it every day and I am grateful for for the message it's a hopeful message as well that because it's it they're bruised their heart bruises they're not broken that that uh helps me think about our guests and and um just the fact that that while they are vibrant and vital and alive they have lived a lot <laughs> guests that we interview right. and and they've experienced loss and heartbreak and um so many things that that would uh, take someone could take someone down yes yes they keep moving and they keep going and so they are totally inspirational not only to our listeners but i think to us oh, certainly to me definitely. and i know to you as well and um you know so i i was thinking back to where i was when COVID hit and I was, I had been in California for three weeks mm -hmm. and I was at my son's home and they're, they're his ever gracious wife and my two grandchildren and him are always wonderful hosts for me to stay with them. And it's, it's really a great experience, but I was planning to go home and then it was COVID, 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 COVID. And so I got kind of scared and we were on our way to the airport. And I, I, said, <laughs> I don't know if I should be flying, if I should leave. And my son said, come on, we're going back home. <laughs> and so we turned around and went back to the, back to the house. And I, I, you know, thinking about this year and, and what it has meant, it, I could so easily have just stayed there. Right. You did come back home, by the way. I want to make that clear. I'm going to tell people that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, I, I, but I was went back. I did question it and all, yeah. and then, and then two days re I, later, I realized, you know, I, I have to go home. I actually could get stranded in San Diego, and now looking back, ten months later, I'd probably still be there, and my ever gracious daughter-in-law and, and family <laughs> would probably be tearing their hair out. So <laughs> it was a good thing that I, yeah. that I came home, but, you know, but so, so, but reflecting on all of that, it makes me realize how just how resilient I am. And that if, uh, if, if I were interviewing me, I've experienced so much loss and and uh, in my life, and I've had some illnesses and all. But through it all, I have this very positive attitude that just doesn't quit. So, if you were interviewing you, yes, where does that come from? Were you born that way? How how does that 
optimism and positive attitude persist? I definitely think I grew up in a family where the cup was always half full, never half empty. And so I do believe that my family played a big role in, in my own uh, my own positivity and that and resilience because I watched my parents have several mm -hmm. things happen to them and my aunts and uncle with whom we were very close and, and we just had this whole wonderful family and so yeah maybe, maybe that is where it comes from uh, my also, face adds, oh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead go ahead well I was just it made me think about my own upbringing I would say that I was uh, my parents and extended family were extremely resilient people they're farmers so it wasn't that the cup is half full it is what's the next disaster that's coming around the corner you know what's the next hailstorm the next drought the next uh, being flooded out the next machinery that breaks down and you can't afford to fix it uh, the blight so it was trying to balance that we're farmers, and if, so of course we're hopeful. We're growing, um, you know, crops and things, um, and yet knowing that it's just uh, luck. You know, it, the weather, all different kinds of weather, is just luck. So people have to be extremely resilient and resourceful. Right, right. I don't think I have quite that. There's doom just around the corner. But I, I am. I kind of watch out for what might happen. I kind of maybe sometimes over anticipate. Uh, yeah. Well, that might be a good thing. <laughs> when it doesn't happen, I'm really, I'm very happy. <laughs> sure. I uh, no, I, I've always been the uh, person who makes lemonade out of lemons, and. Um, yeah, and I, I so I'm grateful that I'm that way, and I think when COVID hit that this year, that I just sort of sat back and said, "Well, now what? I can't see my clients in person. I can't, I can't uh, go out to dinner and theater and all the way we used to." And so uh, it's been, you know, it's been really quite a year. I think that there's a lot of improvisation in what you and I have done together. And it has it has worked, and and also uh, the need for socialization to stay connected. And so I started Wonder Woman Mastermind Club online, and and moved part of my business model to um, to that. So so uh, and and I'm pretty proud for the way that I have managed on my own all these years. Uh, it's interesting. I have a memorabilia too. Oh, let's let's see it. Let's see if we can see this. Oh yeah, beautiful. This is a this is also a tapestry. And it's these are tiny seed pearls. So you can see that it's a tree, a tree of life. This was done by a Native American uh, student. One of our students in the class that uh, that uh, I taught for tw uh, so many years. What was the class? It was emerging leaders. Uh, it was a curriculum for emerging leaders for entrepreneurial businesses. Uh -huh. And 
businesses from all over the world. And I was a Chicagoland teacher and we had uh, 60 instructors from all over. It was a program that was developed by Interrise and and uh, but was promoted by the Small Business Administration. Oh, I love that. Is that is it black and white? No, it's actually navy. Oh, okay. It's navy. It's just a beautiful tapestry. I, I remember I've seen that in your home. Yeah. When I used to be able to come to your home and we could do all of our planning. And, yeah. Yeah. That that's beautiful. Thank you. It's a it's a nice hopeful piece next to the heart bruises, isn't it? It is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. So. Um, I've been thinking too about the COVID and also having moved into re- retirement from my full time. I have a job. I have an identity. I have respect. I have you know people look up to me. I get to be with these incredible students in person. Uh, to well, that's not happening. So <laughs> now I, I participate in meetings on Zoom and I'm, I'm the adjunct faculty. I have no standing whatsoever, except I'm teaching this particular course. And it's kind of nice actually to be, after all these years to be looking, kind of looking in, still invested, uh, but not responsible, except yeah. for my course and my, those students. And so, and then I've been thinking about self-care because a lot of what I think I, what I've heard from our women guests um, is that everyone has, in their own way, come into this state of caring for self in a way that is not selfish. It's not selfless. It's I am important. I matter. This is these are my last decades to live. How am I, how do I want to be? And everybody wants to be in connection with others. It's never a, it's never a me, me kind of thing. So I, I'm um, trying to take a page from that book. It's a good page. Four pages from that book. Yes, definitely. Well, if we don't take care of ourselves, who will take care of us? And so I think that the older you get, you do realize that, that it isn't, selfish and you don't have to feel guilty about wanting to take care of yourself to make time to exercise to eat the right food to be social all the things that we know keep our brains young and healthy and uh so that we can live to to uh (laughs) ripe old age right (laughs) my daughter was was visiting me the other day and I was we'd been sitting for a while so I was getting up out of the chair and it's it I have a little trouble with that sometimes and she says oh just get over it she said you're a young 71 and you're still sexy okay <laughs> well <laughs> okay right. well, I'm glad someone thinks so <laughs> great note to leave on <laughs> I know <laughs> so until our next get real Catherine I always love doing these with you and you as well. And um, there's a new era coming in 2021. So it's uh, I think it's an era will be an era of good health and social healing. And we'll be part of it. Yes, we'll look forward to that. Right. All right. Bye, Gail. Bye bye. Bye, Catherine. Okay. 
Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.